Hey, this is Matteo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Inside the Closet. We're so happy that you guys are here. Hi, Matteo. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm trying to think of like where where, where was I our last episode we recorded? I can't Bermuda. Remember. I was in Bermuda. I went, no, I don't know the, where you were. Remember the Bermuda Triangle was like a thing when we were kids. It was like if you go there, your right. plane's going to get lost and you'll never be found again. Little did they know, actually, it's like, did they ever find that freaking Malaysia plane? No, they never did. I don't know what happened with that situation. I don't know if they found any evidence or, man, they scanned the whole ocean. And then Courtney Love was on Google Maps (laughs) trying to tell everybody that, oh, yes. And she was taking pictures of the ocean and tweeting that she found it. Wait, how did I miss that? I was going to say, wondering what happened to them, like nothing good you know, sending good energy out there because that to me is, that is so fucking scary. Whenever Courtney Love gets involved, it's probably one of two things. It's either like, it's either, well, no, I mean, no matter what, it's total chaos. It's either like everybody on earth is helping look for it down to Courtney Love or she is just like, you know, maybe she's recovered like high in her room and like thinks she's looking for the plane. I swear to you, I mean, let me Google this. I swear to you, Courtney Love is looking for Courtney. I mean, I thought I was looking for it in my own way. I, I did a Google, uh, Google, I think I, well, maybe not. So I looked Courtney, around my apartment, two, wasn't there. Man, that was 2014. Woo! Courtney Love, 2014, claims she may have found flight MH370. Love responded to the mm. call to search for, um, Blah, blah, blah. It's the Malaysian Airlines plane. And when she reckoned she had located it, posted a picture on her Facebook. Page. Then again, she admits she's no expert. You think? Oh. That's like when someone says, like, I'm not a doctor, but, like, that might be gonorrhea or whatever. And you're like, I I have a scrape on my elbow. And you're like, well, I'm not a doctor, but. And it's like, yeah, I never thought. Don't worry. No, no worries. Never thought. Never, never crossed my mind. But uh, I like that she preferenced that she's no expert. And everyone's like, no, Courtney Love, we... We thought you were an expert on I plane. thought she was a love. She's not even a love on her own last name. How is she going to be a love on airplanes? I couldn't even right. tell you how an airplane flies. And then, you know, going to have someone. I know there's like, my dad's a pilot. So I have no idea. He like, is? Mm-hmm. I never knew that. Mm-hmm. How come you, how have you never brought that up? Isn't that funny? Like, also, well, not like, a pi- most people not don't a, even he, know. No, he, he, he not was a pilot. A, He's not a pilot for like airlines. What he was, so he flew <clears throat> helicopters in Vietnam and got his pilot license when he came back to America. And he was a police officer for, I think, like 25 years. And that's would, what I thought. Yeah. And he would sm- fly like small Cessna planes and stuff, like a part of these like flight clubs. And so when we were kids, he would like take us like in the plane and we would just like fly around Chicago in this like two seater plane. Which is why That's I don't so think I have cool. any fear of flights. And then, um, what's a Cessna on, plane? It's a small, literally a two seater plane. Like two people can sit in it. And you can hmm. kind of. It's like a a pontoon boat of airplanes. If you could, cool, that. like something kind of not not a threat. Then he got his pilot license to fly. After he retired, he was like basically an ambulance in the air. So if someone needed like. A, a organ donor and they had to be rushed to a certain hospital he would get there and they would fly them across the country or fly like wow. it was all about like helping people that's a really high pressure job 
It is. But I mean, you know, if you think about it, it's like his job is just to get from A to B or A to Z. Right. right? Where it's like everyone else is like, keep the organ cool or keep that, you know, where he was like, you know, but he was always on call. So literally he'd be in the middle of dinner and they would call and he would just get up and go. Right. And you're like, you're like, yeah, go. My my cousin is an ER doctor and he my his mom, I was talking to her and she was like, David's the only person. He's like, oh, mom, like, I got to go. I'm like, I just hang up the phone. I'm like, yeah, go, go. Because he'll be like on call in the ER. And he's like, I got to go. Someone's like bleeding from the head. She's like, you don't need to tell me. Like, you, I don't think you're being rude. Like, just just get out of here. That's so interesting that your dad would fly. That must have been such a nice memory, like flying with your dad in a little plane. Yeah, it was cool. You would get just us two. We would drive up to like where like all these hangers like and like there's like a bunch of Cessnas sitting out. And I my memory is we would like go and like pick a plane. They probably had one reserved for us. And then you get on the runway and then you like go off and fly up. And we, I think this is in Palatine, Illinois. There was a small airport, but maybe somewhere else. I, I'm probably forgetting where the airport is. And then we would just fly like because we're in Chicago. We would just like fly and go look at like the whole city in downtown and and I think the airspace that you take up is like lower than commercial flights so you're Let us not hope. Yeah, so you're not like getting in the way of anyone or anything <laughs> but it was cool. And that I is just cool. I just flew a small plane. It was an 8-seater plane to from Boston Woo! to Provincetown and I took Caitlin Palufa with me and she was horrified and I was like calm as a cucumber i was like oh yeah like let's get you know just kind of chit-chatting with the pilot but i was like oh yeah i did this when i was like four the only experience the only time i've been in a eight-seater plane that was like a commercial flight was going from there was two times one there was this tiny flight from going from maine to boston but that it was probably closer to like 20 or 30 but eight-seater it was the worst though maybe i just remember it so well because it was the worst flight of my entire life i was going from Nassau, or I was going from Florida to, I was going from Nassau, Bahamas to like, to go this like tiny island. And it was like 10, whatever it was, it was really small, but they had canceled all the other flights. And then they're like, we're going to do this flight. And it was just, I remember the flight just, it just kept like dropping and then going up and dropping and going up. And it was so scary. I don't get scared in planes for who knows what reason, but I was I actually was past scared. I remember just being like, okay, you're not in control. Like, turn it over. Like, turn it over. Like, you're just not in control. And no one on the flight was, like, screaming, but everyone was, like, gripping stuff. And then when we finally leveled out, like, people – everyone was like, oh, my God. And, like, like I was definitely in, like, a cold sweat. It was so – because when you're in a small plane, you, like, feel everything. Of and course. it just I just remember it would, like, drop, 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 boom. Like, da, 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 da. And I was, like – that was so fucking scary. And I could tell, I could, I kept looking at the pilot because I could see his face. And for some fucking reason, you don't want to see the pilot's face. But somehow I had like angled myself so I could see his face. And I remember at least thinking he was like, fuck shit, fuck, fuck shit, fuck. Hmm. Like it wasn't. Well, because he just wants to make it comfortable for everybody else. I mean, I, to me, if the flight attendant, like if the staff, like if the flight attendants are kind of freaking out, then I'm like, oh. Yeah, I'll tell you this. If the, if the plane starts dropping, and I and in, and I like eighty percent thought it was going to be fatal. I'd strangle myself with a seatbelt because I'd be like, I don't want to like get if you're splatted. Going down, I, yeah, take you'd be me. I don't want to get hitting the 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 ocean because you won't feel anything. Oh, are you sure? But you're hitting the ocean in a flight, so it's like hit it, bounce up, hit your head on the 
fucking ceiling, hit, get ripped in two, bump into a baby. I'd rather, I'd just rather choke myself out. Yeah, but if you're- <laughs> I'd look at the guy or woman or person next to me and I go, I'll start choking you. You start choking me. May the best man win. Let's try, fucking, let's die. <laughs> it's like an old woman who's like, who are you? Yeah, she's like, uh, there's not even any turbulence. I'm like, well, I'm depressed. Let's fucking go. But, <laughs> but You'll I just choke wouldn't yourself be... on your way down, but you won't fart. Uh, well, no, I do fart. I fart. <laughs> Although actually, so this is something that's really been, I, this really sucks, but I've been making changes. I, I was, I've been making some, ch- reading a lot about like gut health and everything. And I think a lot of my stomach issues are related to stress and nothing surprising here. Stress, high amounts of processed food, too much caffeine. So I've been cutting back on caffeine, no energy drinks. That's like the worst thing. Cause it's. Fake sugar, energy so drinks no fake and protein sugar. bars. You you have a lot of protein bars. Yeah, I love protein bars because I love the way they taste. Like they you are do? satisfying. I do. It's oh, see, so I strange. Do not. See, I, I think love it's it. just that. I think if you just cut out protein bars and get protein naturally, the right amount mm-hmm. you're supposed to have, not too much, you'll be fine. So I so I haven't had protein bars, protein powder. I had even switched like an organic protein powder, but cut it. Just cut it. No. No Celsius energy drinks. I usually would have one of those a day, or at least whenever I would go to the gym, I would have like a Red Bull. It's called Celsius. It's like it's like a fruity Red Bull. It's like a gay Red Bull. Oh come on, Emma, just have a cup of coffee instead of that. Well, so I'm also doing two cups of coffee a day, but what I'm doing is like, so I'm being so I've had one iced coffee, and then if I have another one, I'm gonna have the other one be hot because I drink those much slower. So I, what I that's been helping me cut way back because iced coffee, I'm like, the, the second it's in my hand, it's in my stomach. Like, I, I can drink an iced coffee. Can you get unha- a, can you're you like, switch to hot? Like, here's what I do. I have a that's what I did in the morning, and then I have a shot of espresso, like a macchiato with some kind of milk in it in the afternoon, like smaller. Just like as an extra boost, but certainly not right. like, yeah. The full shebang. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do. I did it yesterday where I got a hot coffee, and I was like drinking it, and I was like, yeah, and I had like five sips, so... I just had a coffee and like a couple sips yesterday, so that's like yeah. Because hot coffee, you have you have to pace yourself. You can't drink exactly as fast as you want to, which is better for your digestive system, anyways. Hmm. I'll drink coffee at shows though. Like I'll drink if there's Red Bulls in a green room. Forget like I think since the last time we talked, I was in Cleveland, which the club was gorgeous. It was, what was hilarities in Cleveland. Hilarities. It was. Oh, beautiful. I love hilarities. They, they have a great staff. Who was oh, your my waiter? God, it's, I don't remember her name, but the club was so, it was so beautiful, but they had, get this, they had Fresca in the green room. Yeah. yeah. I haven't had Fresca in years. I said, shut the fuck up. I brought three with me on stage and was like, there's Fresca in the green room. And people were like, it's very popular here. And I was like, I love it here. Like, they had a good I, Starbucks drink in the the refrigerator yes. mm-hmm. I said, excuse you, Fresca, like, what the fuck? I mean, apparently Fresca is big I'm in Cleveland. Up, how do you look up? How do you spell Fresca? I'm looking it up. H a p p y. No, Fresca is. Spe- I don't know how it's spelled. F r e s. I'm dumb. Ka, Fresca. Okay, Fresca. Guys, imagine me at the spelling bee. The fuck, Fresca. Yes. Okay, and, except and all at oh, the this me- is Fresca. Yeah. yeah. And at the meet and greet, people were Fresca. F r e s c a. Thank you. Our producer just sent it to me. I didn't just become smarter. But our so 
at the meet and greet, people were like, yeah, you got to come back to Cleveland. There's a lot of fresca here. And I, this to me is mind boggling because I'm like, how could it be popular in one state and not other states when it's fucking cold in water? Although guys, I can't drink it anymore. I'm, I can't, fake sugar, at least for, I'm going to give myself a while to heal my gut and fake, fake sugar and carbonated stuff. It's really sad, but You're that's like something that I have to. just having real sugar. And I mean, I had, yeah. I had to drink a lot of Red Bull this weekend because I did six shows in DC and then Caitlin Palouf and I drove back the Tuesday night. Right. We did it Sunday to Tuesday and then drove back after our show. So 12 a.m. we got in the car and drove back to New York. So it was like, you Because you guys just wanted to get back? Red Bull. Yeah, yeah. Because I wanted to wake up in my own bed. I wanted to like. I get it. Mm-hmm. I think, here's what I'm going to suggest to you, Emma. I'm going to give you my coffee routine. You're going to get a frother and you're going to get the, the, it's a really nice um, Nespresso machine. Not like the typical one with like the triangle pods. It's like the big pods makes better mm-hmm. coffee. It's just easier. And I you're have gonna one make, of those. Okay. So you're going to make a cappuccino. Do you have a frother? I don't love cappuccino. But I'm going to come over this, come over next week and I'm going to make you one. And then you tell me what you think. I like it sometimes, but I just, I love iced coffee. Well, if you're drinking it too fast, I think you're going to have to make the switch to to. Well, that, you can no, blow that's guys the thing. In I'm... a parking lot in high school, I promise you, you can have. Remember that? We're going there. Yeah, no, of course. I'm... <laughs> yeah, of course I remember that. I was that too much. Was that too much? Uh, no, no, not at all. Not at all. And it's a, it's a. I mean, it's definitely. If I can do that, I can definitely drink suck down a fucking that's cappuccino. What I'm but I, but I I um. The so far I've stuck to it where it's just like one iced coffee in the morning and then if I have to have another one a hot one. So I've been good with the the coffee okay. pacing has been going okay. The thing that's harder is not drinking the Celsius when I go to the gym because I'm like, it just it makes me happier while I'm in there and it, like it it gives me I just like it. So that's been tough. But but you know you know what honestly I haven't had a I I've only been doing it this week so. I start travel. I travel on Friday, so I'll let you know because maybe when I'm traveling and then I take a red eye and then I'm tired, that's when I start being like, "Give me the fucking coffee, give me the coffee." So I'll let you know because the the testing variable has been me like not, I like running around. So we'll see. I, I'm I'm taking it a day at a time because these are like huge. Are you changes also taking like me. probiotics, like a probiotic a day for like, yeah. gut health? I've taken probiotics before, but I think it was like not doing. This is another thing. It takes a the while for I, to work. Takes a while. Also, the other thing too is is like I like kind of having like certain foods, and then I'll just have a bunch of that food. So it's like okay, Greek yogurt. I'll have a I bunch of Greek yogurt, bunch of chicken, bunch of but but I'm not like balancing it out. So it needs to be like a little bit of chicken, a little bit of Greek yogurt, a little bit of fucking whatever the have the stuff, but little bits of it instead of with vegetables and with carbs. With vegetables. So with the so I guess this is like an ADD thing. It's like a food fixation where you like I like having I'll have the Greek yogurt. Like for one meal I'll be like Greek yogurt, next meal hamburger or whatever. Next meal, the vegetables, next meal, cookies. But like each meal is one thing. I just mm. like that. So mm. but that's apparently not good for your gut because your gut's so everything, literally everything I've done is a recipe for what is not good. It's a recipe for, for disaster. Gut. Recipe for a disaster. Also, I took so many fucking antibiotics when I had bad skin stuff that it, who knows what's, I don't even think there's any good, good gut microbes left. It's freaking. Well, you should start who, taking probiotics to encourage good gut health. Can you imagine listening uh, to us seven years ago to now? We were talking about like. 
I went in this party. date and got fucking wasted. And then now we're like, my God, help. It gets a little wonky. Wait, well, you guys have grown with us, I hope. I bet. Uh, wait, it feels like um, it's, I think Saddam Hussein is living in my gut. I think that he's like maybe hasn't really passed away and is like living in. That's who I pictured. That's who popped right into my head. I was like, it's Saddam Hussein is in there and I'm going to try to push him out and have fucking Hillary Duff in there. That, that's a happy visual. All right. We're going to take a break and be right back. We're back. Did you see that Aaron Carter passed away? R.I.P. You know, I did see that. And um, yeah, yeah, that's sad. It's always I mean, sad when someone passes away. So sad. But also I was like, I mean, it's not I mean, he was like struggling. He was having a, he was having a tough go at it. I don't so think that I know much about Aaron Carter's life besides. I remember uh, him being a kid and he like did a music video with Shaq. And then I think he did some reality shows, but I don't. Sure did. Outside of that, I genuinely don't have any other. I remember he came out as bi. Yes. No, I don't he have came any out other, as bi. Yeah. He's gone back and forth with a lot of like mental health stuff. He's been in and out of rehab. He, Him and his brother were estranged. I think I only read the Nick side was that he threatened his brother and his brother's wife and their kid. Lives. Aaron, and he was a strange Aaron sister. threatened Nick or Nick threatened Aaron? Aaron threatened Nick. According to Nick, Aaron says, not true, buddy boy. But I wasn't there. So I'm not an expert. So I don't know. But but I remember reading about that stuff. And then for some fucking reason, Aaron Carter was like always, I stopped following him because it felt too sad. He was always popping up. Like I'd be walking through airports and I'd turn and look at the news. Fucking Aaron Carter. And I'd be really? like, really? Is it? Yeah. Why, oh, yeah. It, why has it been such a blind spot to me for so long? Uh, probably you've got better news. I just remember like turning. It was the when he came out as bisexual. Like he was on like some morning show looking sickly. And I was like, whoa, who is that? Oh, it's Aaron, fucking Aaron Carter. Actually, always, he, and then, him and Nick were always good looking. I mean, naturally good looking. Like I think Aaron had like a natural... You know, he was. A, I remember him being a, a like teenager, and it was like, oh yeah, that's like a good looking. You know, we were kids at the time. It was like Aaron Carter was seen as, and didn't he date Hillary Duff? I think he did because like, I, they I'm were like sure. a good. And when I was a kid, they were a good looking. Oh, too bad couple. they broke up. Let me look up right. and see. Uh, oh no, Aaron. they definitely did. They definitely did. They were they were an it they were an it couple for sure. They were okay. Yeah. Sure. See, I, when I was a kid. <laughs> when I was a kid, this is what I was like, wow, they're just like the couple. Adorable. Yeah, I think they went in different directions. I, I think they went they in different did. directions. I do fucking love Oh, and he Hillary dated Duff. Lindsay Lohan, too. He, Lindsay well, Lohan was on the cover of, I think it was Cosmopolitan recently. She was on the cover of a big magazine. I saw that as the airport as well, and I was like, she slow looks, news day? No, she looks really good. She's coming out right now. She's promoting the shit out of her Christmas movie that's on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to wait to watch she it. She has a Christmas She has a Christmas movie on Netflix? Uh-huh. And she looks fantastic, and her acting is really good. Like, she's like... Really? The way we remember Lindsay Lohan, and she's just like... She seems very sober, seems very clear-minded. She looks great, and she just is like... I think she's like... This is sort of her being like, okay... I'm going to go back into acting. I'm going to go go back well, into the world that I remember. 
I think that hopefully the trend of people ripping apart people that are like obviously having mental health problems is like hopefully that goes away. Although I like guess it me, could be when argued. I made my jokes about Lindsay Lohan on my Netflix 15. That was a little different. I that, I mean, she wasn't a kid then. I mean, more yeah, like yeah, when someone was, was like, yeah, it, it's more like when someone's like 16 even and they're like, like ripping their like looks and all like all of that stuff like that, I hope is because even with like Kanye, it's not really it's like he's it's more of like a response to him and even all that considered, you know what I mean? Like that's like a that's a tricky one. How were the shows in Provincetown? Oh, that was months ago. You mean D.C.? Oh, was it? Oh, I thought you and I thought you said you and Caitlin were in province. Oh, that was you guys were doing no, a, yes, a small oh, plane, but months ago. I, oh, I, I see. I should have specified. I should have specified. Yes, I was in D.C. I did Rehoboth Beach. We drove down to Rehoboth, Delaware and did shows. And then um, we did six shows together in D.C. And they were great. Amina came and hosted Paris Sachet. Nice. And did a couple guest spots. Um, Amina is a comedian from New York. Who does she live in D.C. now? Amina or Paris? Amina. Amina was visiting family. She lives in New York. Paris moved moved down there, but still comes to New York. And both fucking funny, funny, funny fucking comedians. And we we just had totally. the best time. I have to say though, there was something DC are amazing audiences, and that's an amazing club. But the, for some reason, it fits three hundred. There was always one person each show who was trying to make it about themselves. Just one each show. Like it was like they dedicated six people and said, "You're on that show." You're on that show and you're on that show. The one show, this guy was drunk. And if no matter what. Was it what a late I, show? Yeah. No matter what I said, would always say the same thing back at me. And so it was like disrupt, disrupting the energy. It was kind of like him being like, respond to me. Make sure you respond to me. I'm. Was he sitting in the front row? Of course. Son of a bitch. And the, the thing about that is, what makes you like a psychopath is everyone can't hear it. So at least, yeah. you know, you hear it, but everyone can't hear it. So then you're like, okay, buddy, I, I'm i about to look like a nut job because, yeah. pe- you know, people don't know why it's throwing you off. And you're like, this guy's hissing at me. No, I know. I said one point I was on one show and this guy to my right kept talking. And I literally turned to him in the middle of my joke and I said, stop. And then he stopped. <laughs> but the guy in the Good front row, first, first he was trying to film. Then I had to tell him to stop filming. Uh-oh. Then he was talking. And then I told him, like, you're going to have to stop talking. And he goes, shh. And I said, no, to <gasps> you. He shushed you? Mm-hmm. And then there was this other guy who was nice, but another one, like, give me the attention. I want the attention. Respond to me. Look at me. Make sure you respond. That kind of vibe. Like, so he no was just, like, I yelling said, out a lot? Yes. And I had to say, like, please, like, chill out. You got to chill out. And then at one point, he walked away, I think, to vape for, like, 20 minutes or something. And then when he went away, I was like fully at peace. And then he mm. came back in and then he messaged me on Instagram. He's like, I'm sorry. I was just really excited to see your show, but I was drunk. And I was like, what? and then this other guy who I'm sort of friends with, I know he was like, we're going to come to the show. And we're going to be wasted. And I no. wrote back, I'm like, all right, well, they'll, they'll kick you out. Just letting you know right now, right. If you guys, they will kick you out. And I hope they kick you out. Then his friend was talking. And I was like, oh, no, I was like, why are you talking? And then he messaged me like, oh, that was our friend. Like, he was proud of it. And I said, well, tell him he disrupted the show. Right. Oh, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. I'm like, no, it's not funny. Like, yeah, it's such it's yeah. so much disrespect for me. If someone was just like sitting there and not looking like they were having fun, I would not ever like 
go after them per se. I mean, I, look, famous I last words, I, maybe I, I would. I go, but. Yeah, I don't know if I'd go after them. I would definitely be like, why are you here? You know what I mean? Because it is such you a think you would notice energy. In the front row, if someone is like, yes, I would notice in a heartbeat. But they were, well, I'll notice it, but if it's just like one person out of like hundreds of people and they're just like looking down, not making any noise. I'd probably be like, are you, I'd be like, are you good? Uh, yeah. There, but there, there is something about, I think when we, we become so used to being on stage mm-hmm. for so, like, it, it becomes as comfortable as like us ordering coffee. Like we're so comfortable that when you get up there and you've just seen so many audiences, when someone comes up there and they're purposely giving you this like negative energy, I get, I like, get it. There, I've got a couple lines where if like someone's not into it, that I'll like direct at them and it usually gets them to crack and then they're engaged in it. And it sucks. Cause like also like afterwards, like you'll just like think about that one person right? where you're like, also sometimes I've noticed if someone is like really into someone and they go to a show, they'll like, They'll be, they'll be almost, I hate to use this word because it sounds so ridiculous and there's no reason for it. I'm just trying to, it's a good, it's like a, almost quote unquote starstruck because there's mm. been where people are like, they're too like, like, like uh, they almost are nervous and then they're up front and then that'll be the first person at the meet and greet afterwards. Like, I, like, I love, you know what I mean? Like, so, so that I've noticed. And I remember I first saw that when I, I opened up for this, I opened up for someone that was like really famous at a college and they didn't do comedy. They did like a. It was like a some kind of HQ thing, and the audience was like giving them nothing, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And then afterwards, the meet and greet was around the block, and everyone was like, "I was, I love you," and I, I was like, "What was that? Was crazy?" And he was like, "Yeah, it always happens." He, he, it was, I don't even remember the person's name. This is like nine years ago, but he was like, "Yeah, they don't give me anything when I do the presentation." And it wasn't a comedian, but it was like a humorous presentation. He's like, and then they're like so pumped for the meet and greet. And I was like, I would just do the meet and greet if I were you. uh, My thought process on it is like, if someone's interrupting the show, obviously like we have to handle it. Of course. They're disrupting it in some way. Like we have to like address like you can't behave this way without being like, I never scream and yell, but I definitely say to people like, please stop. You're this is too much. Um, There was one guy, my. Of course, there, then it's fair game. The, right, right. But there, there was, was this one guy in D.C. who was in the front row and wasn't laughing. At, and I do like a, my my remark is I go, I'll get you to laugh. That's what I say. Fair. You know what I mean? That's or like, very like, fair. Or like, oh, came to a comedy show to stare. Got it. You know, like stuff like that where you're like very fair. trying to make them That's wake totally up. That's totally different um, than being like making it all about that. Like, what's your problem? Like that. Like, I mean, how a comedian responds. I think if a comedian can respond and make it funny. Like, I've seen Bobby Kelly go after people in a way that if anyone else said those words, it would be like, oh, my God, this person's insane. But Bobby Kelly's so funny that you're like, oh, my God, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. So I guess it just depends on, like. I've had and I've had things where I don't let it go, too. Like, I've had some guy, like, said something mean to this. Some woman said she was from Ireland and he went like, boo. And then I was like, what was that about? And and then I, like, kept going. Like, it was like real. It was funny at first. Everyone was with me at first. And then I could tell that people were kind of like over it. Cause I kept like circling things back to this guy, like, and being like this fucking dick bag. Mm-hmm. But I was like that. Why would you say something so mean just to a stranger? He like said, a, called her like a goat fucker or something. And so I was right. like, I kept going back to it. So I understand too. Like when someone just, there can just like something about someone. And then you're like this, they bother me. Like maybe it reminds you of like someone you went to kindergarten with that like wiggled you in the ear while you were napping. Like who fucking knows? Like there could be a million there can be a million 
billion things. I just. How, how do you feel about this? Because I and I want to know your opinion. There was a club I never. I'm the nicest human being on the face of the planet to the staff, except that one club where they made me perform in a cafeteria, and um, and even then I was nice. But um, there was there when the when they come out to do the check spot or when they come out to do checks. There was this one club I was doing where the waiter would go up to everyone, front row. Hi, can I have your check? Thank you so much. Here's your pen. Hi, can I please have your check? Can you please give me your hi? Can I have your check? Hi, can I have your check? Hi, can I have your check? And I was like, I was like, what's happening right now? Like, like, why is he talking? And then everyone has to respond to him. And now there's multiple conversations happening. And I was like, and I did say to the manager, I was like, I am so sorry. I was like, love your staff, but you gotta let you, you gotta let this one person know, like. When they're getting checks in the front row, could they please um, just take the check? They don't need to ask every single person how everything. Like we're not at an Olive Garden. Like you know what I mean. Like I got it. I'm you trying want any to refills? Do show. Totally. Uh, that would totally throw me if someone's talking in the if one hundred percent. Because I'm constantly amazed like how people do it so silently. Because I'm at like the seller. Oh yeah, you're like how did you guys? How did you guys uh, like pull that? To pull that all off because you I mean in some I, I think probably some people like like it too because they're like yeah it like cuts down on like people being like wah, 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 wah. I actually did a show in DC that was it was a it wasn't a private event but it was a part of a series for people at the Kennedy Center and it was last Friday and it was interesting I got in and the show was at 6 p.m there was a sound check at 4 and I was like now why would there be a sound check at 4 p.m like it's just a comedy you know pretty basic but okay so i get there at four and i'm so glad the sound check was at 4 p.m because to take in the space it was this giant beautiful lobby in the kennedy center so it's like there's chandeliers and they had set up this they had set up all these chairs like 200 chairs and it but it's still in a lobby where the opera is so the guy was like, so right when I got there, I was like, oh, do you guys do a lot of comedians? He was like, no. And I was in my head, I was like, yeah. But he he, he was like, we usually do music. He's like, so the opera is going to be like letting out like, wow, in your first 20 minutes. So people were going in and I was like, oh, my God, I, like this is just I just have to do it. It was like a, basically doing a corporate thing. So I was like, I just got to do this. Like, take the money. Just going to, you know, I'm glad I've got time to prepare. So I so it ended up actually being good I don't know how they did the sound, probably because they're used to doing opera stuff. So they're like, they had the sound down packed. There was a lot of the people that are a part of it are like, you know, in their 80s. And there was a, I was doing a full hour with no opener. So like normally in that, I would do some crowd work and I hadn't done any crowd work. And then towards the end, I was like, I was kind of trying to think what I was going to say next. And then I was like, how do you guys know each other? And this woman in the front row was like, we're friends. And they were, she was quite old. And I was like, oh, like, how do you, like, f- friends from what? And then she was like, well, she's my caretaker. And for some reason, it felt like everyone was like, <gasps> and then luckily, I, I was able, I was like, I was like, well, do you guys like each other? And then they both like laughed. And then I was like, because I don't know, she might be finding some extra potholes. Like, if you don't pay her on time, like, bump, 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 bump. And she, because she was in a, a wheelchair and then like, they all were like, they were like, ah! and then I was, for some reason, that interaction was like, so fun. I haven't, I don't know, that felt, I haven't had some, been in front of that, like, am I being well, It's ageist? always nice to be able to, like, do jokes with people who you think, like, like it's supposed to be taboo, and then they laugh, you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, thank like, God, well, yeah, just having course. a good time, you know, like, oh my God, I would have a sense of humor, too. 
I would have killed myself if they were, I mean, I, I would have been like, I was just trying to be inclusive and like, I would have said something to anybody. That, but you're like, to me, hey. I love you so much because you're very inclusive and very aware of other people's like, like insecurities or vulnerabilities. And I feel like you always like, even if they're not, you like, you address things head on. Like I've never, I've never done crowd work with someone in a wheelchair before though. I don't think. I have once, there was a girl, she was in a wheel, she was in a wheelchair and I asked what happened and she said her leg was eaten off by a shark and I got her free drinks the rest of the night. Wait, you, oh wow, you went right for it. Well, she was in the sitting one. So I didn't, I had a, like a uh, brace over her leg. So I oh, actually yes. think it was recent. So, yes, um, yes. But I really, looking back now, I, sh- I had COVID. It was Phoenix. It was, this is, oh, like, no, I've done that before. I've done, wait. Mateo, I've asked multiple people when they're expecting on stage. Like, and then I'm like, as I've done that, I'm like, you fucking psycho fuck. Like, what the fuck? Like, literally multiple times I've been like, congratulations. And then thank God every time they're like, thanks. And every time I've done it, I'm like, never do that again. Yeah. Like, never do that again. Like, truly what that is. I think that's like the stupidest one. When are you expecting? That's 101. <laughs> Don't ask. That quite the woman should be giving birth, and you're still like, are you guys thinking of having a baby? Like, um, not good. We do have to wrap this up. Uh, I want to promote some shows. Uh, Please. I will be at Stand Up Live in Phoenix, Arizona, November 18th and 19th. Uh, two shows are sold out, so get your tickets now. MateoLaneComedy.com. Uh, one show left in Pittsburgh, December 2nd and 3rd. And I will be added shows, Cincinnati Funny Bone. January 6th and 7th, and Orlando Improv, January 13th and 14th. And we are also one show left at the Queen's Elizabeth Theater in Toronto, February 9th and 10th. So go to MateoLaneComedy.com for tickets, y'alls. All right, and I'm pulling up my tour dates. I'm going to be in Portland, Oregon, November 11th through 13th. That's this weekend. Then I'll be in Cincinnati, November 30th, Columbus, December 1st. Birmingham, Alabama, December 3rd. First time in Birmingham. Birmingham, I'm excited. Nashville, December 4th. Rutherford, New Jersey, December 10th. Greenville, South Carolina, January 10th. Charlotte, North Carolina, January 11th. Greensboro, North Carolina, January 12th. Orlando, Florida, January 24th. Tampa, Florida, January 25th. And St. Louis, Missouri, February 9th through 11th. Okay, thank you, everyone. Thank you, guys. Star Bands Audio, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.